You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 165. Uh, Last week, the, the title of the show was Teaching Boys to Become Men, and this is part two of that episode, Teaching Boys to Become Men, part two. And last week, we started off with a quote by Tony Evans. And Tony says this, There is something inerrant in the DNA of manhood that urges men to rise to the occasion, solve the equation, protect, defend, defeat, and restore. Life's challenges taunt us to defy them. Responsibilities call us to fulfill them. And if by chance you did not listen to uh, last week's episode, I encourage you to do that. Um, It'll give you a little bit more context, but the, the, the main thrust of what we were talking about was the fact that there is a war on manhood in our society. Uh, there's this, this seems to be this concentrated effort to emasculate men and to, to really feminize them, to, to take away those things that uh, would define men. And, and of course, anything can be taken to an extreme and you know, there are issues with, with, with men, but there's issues with women too. I mean, there's, there's, it's the nature of being human. But in its essence, God created man and woman. He created male and female, and they're not the same. They're different. Thank God they are different. But today, I want to kind of build on what we talked about last week, and we're going to talk about um, really the innate uh, warrior spirit that's inside of every man. You know, sometimes the, the especially in this attack on manhood, this this idea that the the natural aggressiveness that's in every man is a bad thing. And again, anything can be taken to an extreme. But the bottom line is, there's something inside of men that that wants to compete. There's something inside of men that wants to go to war. There's something inside of men that wants to conquer. I read about a story of a particular neighborhood where the mothers all got together and said that their little boys would not grow up playing with guns. So they took all their toy guns away, and these boys were in the four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old range. They were young boys. And so the the, the parents took all their toy guns away and and just, you know, go go play games, play sports, or, or do something. But it wasn't long before some of the moms looked out and saw that these boys, these young boys, were still playing army. They were still playing cowboys and Indians. They were still playing cops and robbers. They had just picked up sticks, and the sticks had become their guns. There's something inside of men that just wants to fight and be a warrior. And 
and you know I think harnessed and used the right way this is a beautiful thing and before we get into it I've got three important things to to share with you but before we get into it I want to let you know that this this episode of, of leading and learning is brought to you by my book Street Cop 2 Reloaded uh, last week I highlighted Street Cop Street Cop 2 Reloaded was the sequel to that popular book. I was a police officer for almost 30 years just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I worked for the third largest police department in the United States, or sorry, in the Southeast. And, um, you know, I had an incredible career. And what I did in Street Cop and then in Street Cop 2 was to really share some of the true life stories of things that I encountered. Arrests, car chases, fights, uh, tense situations, even some humorous ones. These stories are designed to to entertain. Some will amuse you. Some will disturb you. But they're all going to give you a greater appreciation for the men and women in blue who protect our society every day. So Street Cop 2, Reloaded. There'll be a, a link in the show notes at davidspell.com. Check it out. All right, we are back, and we're talking about teaching boys to become men, and this is part two of that episode, and we're, we're really kind of talking about the, the innate uh, spirit of a warrior that's inside every man, and, and I want to just kind of talk a little bit about how to bring that out. Um, Stephen Pressfield uh, you may have read some of his stuff. You may have heard of him. He's a phenomenal writer, one of the one of the true great novelists in America. And I'm going to give you a quote from his book, The Profession, a thriller, and it's a book about um, warriors. But uh, his his one of his most amazing books, and this is a novel that I'm going to quote this small section from. But um, one of his most popular books is not a novel. It's nonfiction. It's the warrior ethos. And it's the mindset of a warrior. What makes a warrior? What does a warrior think about? How does a warrior think? And and Stephen in, in his young days was a was a Marine for a few years. And so he's he's always been fascinated by this. So he actually writes a lot of historical novels. I've actually got one on my shelf right now. This is uh the Afghan campaign about uh, you know Alexander the Great and his warriors, and and it's a phenomenal novel. If you've never read any of his stuff, I'll put links to a couple of the show to a couple of his books in the show notes. But check him out. But here's what he says about warriors. He said a warrior, once he understands his calling, and endures the initiation, he seeks three things. First of all, he seeks a field of conflict. This sphere must be worthy, it must own honor, and it must merit the blood he will donate to it. Now now catch that. It says that we're looking for a fight. Now this doesn't mean that we go out and pick fights like unfortunately I did in in middle school and high school. But, um, you know, we we actually as men, we understand the the importance of of knowing what we're fighting for. You know, our families are worth fighting for. Our children are worth fighting for. Our wives are for, you know, are, are worth fighting for. Um, there are values, there are things in society 
that are worth fighting for. And so we don't just fight for anything. We don't just go look to, looking to stir up trouble. We're looking to, to take that innate uh, warrior spirit inside of us and find battles that are worth fighting for. What is worth fighting for in your life? Pressfield goes on, he says, Second, a warrior seeks comrades, brothers in arms with whom he willingly undergoes the trial of death. Such men he recognizes at once and infallibly by signs that others cannot know. You know, one of the saddest things uh, about men in our society is they're so lonely. Across the board, men talk about how lonely they are because we've we've created this isolation culture where men just tend to stay to themselves and it's difficult to get men to open up and to to be honest but you know as a christian and as as as, as somebody who's a part of an incredible church and an incredible movement of churches we've got a, a a different culture we've created an environment where it's safe to be a man it's safe to talk about our struggles it's safe to talk about our fears. It's safe to let our guard down because we know we're with comrades that we can trust. No one should ever want to go to war by themselves. You know, in fact, most uh, people who study warfare will tell you that the, 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 the men in the trenches, they're not fighting for their country. I mean, at some level they are. But at the bottom, the, 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 the really the, the, the most base level, these men are fighting for each other. They're fighting for the brother on their left and the brother on their right. And so we should be looking for comrades, people that we can uh, do life with, people that we can share our innermost struggles with. Obviously, we don't open our hearts up and share our innermost struggles with everybody. But as men, we should have a few good friends, warriors, comrades in arms, that we can talk to, you know, when we're struggling in our marriage or struggling with our kids or something at work, we can we can be open and talk about our fears and talk about our challenges. This is, uh, again, part of the warrior mindset. And then Pressfield continues. He says, lastly, a warrior seeks a leader. A leader defines the cause for which the warrior offers sacrifice. The greatest commanders never issue orders. Rather, they compel by their own acts and the virtue, the emulation of those they command. The great champions throw back on you. They make you answer, who am I? What do I I seek? What is the meaning of my existence in this life? And that whole passage, like I said, was taken from the book, The Profession, a thriller by Stephen Pressfield. So we're seeking a leader. And you know, as men, I I challenge men all the time. You know, we should all be willing to be led, but then we should also look for opportunities to lead. And you know, we all like the idea of being the leader, but when we really understand what that means, we may not like it so much because to really, if you look through through history, some of the greatest leaders, not all, but some of the greatest leaders, these were servant leaders. These were men who who they didn't get into leadership for the perks and the glory. They got into it because they could serve at a greater level and influence their followers at a greater level for good. And so for us as as warriors, 
we should cultivate the leadership element in our life, but we should also be looking for somebody who can lead us. Who is that? Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's somebody at work. Maybe it's an older man um, who, who can you know give you some great life tips and some advice. But whoever it might be, look for somebody who can lead you, somebody who can help you. I was incredibly blessed when I worked for the police department. After I, I started getting promoted, I worked for some amazing leaders who I was able to go to and ask questions and learn from and really be mentored. We all need to be willing to be mentored to be the best leaders, the best men, and, and of course, the best husbands and fathers that we can be. Look, we don't. our kids don't come with an instruction manual. When we get married... Um, you know, nobody tells us that, uh, you know, our wives aren't like us. They don't tell us that our wives don't see life the same, the same that we do, through the same lenses that we do. And so it's so important to have somebody maybe a little further down the road who can impart life wisdom to us and help us become those husbands and fathers and men that we need to be. You know, as we've said, we're all in a fight. The idea of manhood has been under attack for years. And, you know, part of this attack on manhood, like we've said, seems to be the, the, the pacification of men. And, of course, we could think of more colorful words than that, but we'll call it the pacification of men. This, this art of just, oh, just be passive, you know, don't play aggressive sports, don't, don't play with guns, don't... Look, it's in our nature. It's what we do. Um, the, 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 one of the really prevalent issues in our society today is the the idea of bullying. I've got a friend in Brazil. He's got an entire uh, business that he, he he takes his educational, this educational uh, resource that he's got into schools to help them deal with bullying because in South America it's a problem as well. But you know, when I was growing up, bullies were dealt with differently. You know, once you stood up to a bully, maybe even fought him, Typically, they didn't bully you anymore because we know that once the kid who, who's getting bullied goes and tells the teacher, it's only going to get worse. And schools and administrators at schools really haven't done a great job at protecting kids. And, you know, and they can't protect them 24-7. They might be able to protect them when they're on school campus, but what about when they're off? And so there's nothing wrong. Fathers don't need to apologize for teaching their boys and their girls how to stand up for themselves. I actually had a conversation, a long conversation, with a man in our church recently whose children are just starting to you know, reach school age, and this, this issue of bullying is starting to be something that, that they're concerned about. They're starting to see it on some small levels, even in um, kindergarten and, and first and second grade. And so, you know, we talked about it, and I gave some suggestions, and most of what I was suggesting was probably would be considered politically incorrect because I was telling him to teach the kid how to fight. The kid should have basic self-defense skills. Whether you enroll them in a martial art or you, you find somebody who can help them, you know, learn how to box or wrestle or whatever it is, give them some basic skills so they can protect themselves. Because, listen, we can't run through life, we can't go through life um, running and crying for help every time we're getting bullied. Because, you know, we all know bullying doesn't stop in school. You probably know people at your job that are bullies. Now, maybe they're not pushing you and shoving you, but they may be bullies in other ways. And so learning how to stand up for ourselves and stand up for others 
is is a very important thing. One of my favorite uh, commercials right now is for the Marine Corps, the United States Marine Corps. And there's a a young girl actually who is walking down the hall in her high school, and she sees two other girls uh, or three other girls bullying a smaller girl, and she steps in and defends that girl. And eventually, you know, the cart the, the uh, uh, advertisement, the commercial keeps going, and the and the girl ends up becoming an, a marine. But I thought, you know, how beautiful is that, that they're um, cultivating this, this idea of standing up for the weaker, standing up for the smaller. And so teaching our kids how to stand up for themselves and their friends and their brothers and sisters is very important. And I think I made this quote last week, uh, the, the famous Navy SEAL sniper, Chris Kyle, um, from the movie American Sniper, uh, made this astute observation. He said, contrary to what your mother told you, Sometimes violence does solve problems. And there's this warrior inside of men that just wants to be released, and we shouldn't be ashamed of that. And as we've said, there's a war for the hearts and minds of our children. There's a war going on in society for our families. And if if we as men aren't going to fight for them, who will? And of course, for those of us who are Christians, we also understand that this is a spiritual battle. We're not talking about going out and beating everybody up. There may be a time and a place for that. There may be a time and a place when we have to stand up for ourselves. But but 99.9% of the time, what we're talking about is having the warrior spirit, the warrior mindset, and being willing to fight uh, with the spiritual weapons that God's given us. Paul said in, in Ephesians 6, he said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And um, he gave this beautiful analogy of, of, of the Christian being clothed with the armor of God. And he really described a Roman soldier girding up for battle. And, and you know, we are called to pray and to be those spiritual warriors that God has, has called us to be. But, you know, every fighting man or every fighting woman, and I remember when I was a police officer, it was the same. When it was time to go to work, when it was time to go to battle, there were certain rituals, there were certain things that you went through to prepare yourself for that moment. Every, every sh- time before I went to shift, I put my equipment on the same way. I put my uniform on the same way. I checked all my equipment. I checked my guns. I checked uh, my radio. I checked my handcuffs to make sure they were working. I made sure that my equipment was easily accessible and everything was good to go. And my friends who have been in the military said the same thing. You know, every every warrior goes through this w- ritual of checking their kit, checking their equipment, and making sure everything's ready to go. And, you know, they may even have a certain soundtrack that they listen to for motivation. But for those of us who are Christians, for those of us who are Christ followers, reading our Bible and spending some time in prayer every day should be at the top of that list as how we put on our spiritual armor. And of course, as, as Stephen Pressfield said, finding our comrades, finding our mates, people that can stand with us, that's another thing that every warrior seeks. We should never, ever try and do this on our own. None of us are good enough or strong enough to fight this battle alone. And then, of course, he said the last thing that we're looking for is a leader. Who are you following? Sure, you might be in a position of leadership yourself, but who are you learning from? Who we follow defines us. Are we following a good leader? Are we following somebody that's going to help us? Or are we following somebody that's maybe going to lead us in a bad direction? Well, I'd love to know 
what you think. Obviously, some of these things that I've talked about today are a bit controversial. I get that. But for those of us who are men, I think it's important that we not be afraid to embrace our manhood. The world longs to see it. Um, Our wives, the women in our lives long to see it. Our kids long to see it. Um, Children love to brag about their dads. And that doesn't mean we have to be the biggest and toughest guy on the block. It's not about that. But they also know that we're not afraid to stand up for what's right. And we're not afraid to, to go to battle for our families and to be those leaders that God's called us to be. So let me know what you think about this important subject. Go to davidspell.com, leave your comment or your question in the, the, the comment section for today's show. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. It only comes out, uh, the, the subscribers only uh, newsletter comes out once a month, and then the blog comes out three times a week. And by subscribing, you'll make sure that you don't miss a single issue. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Thanks for uh, sharing the, 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 the message. Feel free to pass this along to people that you think might help. And uh, you know, make sure you check the show notes at davidspell.com. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to be the warrior God has called you to be.